0: Today's episode of Poets at War is sponsored by the following.
1: I'm Ian Wilson, and I create graphic art using primarily traditional methods, supplementing with digital where it's needed. I use a real pen, a real paper, a real graphite to make my art. I like to feel my art. I've always been this way. I love the feeling of a pen or pencil in my hand, the sound of graphite scratching paper, and I love the sight of a nice black line making its way across the page. So why choose traditional art over digital? Traditional art has an organic, natural quality that seems to be missing from most digital illustrations. The illustrated books and comics that were made in the days before digital have an excellence and staying power that is just as vibrant now as it was decades ago. These are the stories that stay with you Dr. Seuss, Winnie the Pooh, Where the Wild Things Are. People still read these. I'm currently working on my own graphic novel series, Legend of the Swordbearer, and I've also had the privilege to draw graphics for two motion comic series, along with illustrations for a small magazine, Logosophia Magazine, and various book covers. Don't let traditional art fade into the dust. Help me keep it alive. You won't regret it. Visit my website at ianthomaswilson.com for more info.
0: We are back once again in the trenches with Ian Wilson, talking about old-school fantasy flicks versus new-school fantasy flicks. Is one better, post or pre-Lord of the Rings? We have much to talk about, and it may be a multi-parter on Poets at War! on this computer so how you been man alive alive <laughs> are you awakened alive in the vein of skillet and it froze yes yes okay
1: uh, very much very much well actually for a while for a while there i was thinking it, am i am i released yeah you're good <laughs> Okay. All right, that might that might happen again. If if it does, we'll just we'll try something else. Mhm. Um according I I just got an update that told me that Zoom will no longer be supported after August. So
0: That's weird. Well, yeah, it should weird. it should at least be supported through the Chrome browser, I would think. But
1: I would think so too, but you never know with these things.
0: Yeah. Google's so totalitarian, you never know.
1: <laughs> yeah, they just make st- stuff up as they want. Well,
0: this is actually historic, because I believe this is the first time, I could be wrong, but I think it's the first time you've been on video on Poets at War.
1: Ah, oh, well, um, hey.
0: <laughs> it's Ian, you guys see him all <laughs> the time, er, or hear him all the time in the ad read for his art, because I do that on a lot of the episodes. Um... So you guys know his art, you've seen a lot of it with what I've been doing. And it's been a little while since you've been on. So, uh, you're al- awakened, alive, like skillet <laughs> and, uh, you're busy with lots of different kinds of art. I'm sure at the moment.
1: Yeah. Um, well, like three right now, like three
0: uh, clients or something like that. Three, That's awesome.
1: Three projects. Uh, Good basically
0: excellent so uh on the floor oh it's all good so uh so yeah we decided to come together and since this is our i think fourth conversation on poets at war have a more specific topic and you'd actually did some research i've seen some old films and so i i I wasn't able to have enough time to watch some more (laughs) films but i want i wanted to talk about um fantasy films in particular uh the, basically everything before Lord of the Rings and everything after Lord of the Rings, because it's like Lord of the Rings changed the game. Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah. And kind of what... To me, there's there's a certain thing that's missing from newer fantasy, but there's also stuff in newer fantasy that was never in the old, and it's not just special yeah. effects. Um. So uh, I guess just what what films did you research i guess let's, we'll, we'll go with that and then and talk about those and see what you thought
1: so uh it's been i don't know almost 10 years since i saw uh the dark crystal mm-hmm. but that was that was one of the earliest uh, no i'm wrong the star wars trilogy we'll start mm-hmm. with that yeah, I mean, ev- everybody has seen the Star Wars, and
0: everyone knows it's fantasy. It's yeah. it's sci-fi, it's, but it's fantasy. Like, like its core is fantasy.
1: It's it, it's fantasy in space. They've yeah. got space wizards, you've got mm-hmm. space monsters, you've got space uh, dark lords. It, it's it's fantasy. It's mm-hmm. clearly a fantasy. So, uh, anyway, yeah, everything in Star Wars, and Star Wars is probably the best example of a 1980s 1970s 1980s fantasy film that i can think of for sure because of the fact that it didn't like stay in genre if you if you understand what i'm meaning it it mashed up genres it wasn't concerned about being hard fantasy or hard science fiction it it was just like oh yeah we're gonna have spaceships and swords Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so why not? Yep. And they did that. They did that all the time in the nineteen sixties and seventies and into the eighties, with He Man and uh, almost nobody remembers the Herculoids except I do. I do, yeah. So, oh, <laughs> I, I had boom, the Herculoids. I
0: had boomerangs uh, growing up. I didn't really watch them much. On occasion, oh. I did, but I, I'm aware of them. Yeah. So. Oh, the Herculoids were amazing. <laughs> 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 yep there's that weird like sci-fi crossover thing that everyone was trying yeah. to do because of uh well it was because of two things one it was because of guys like arnold schwarzenegger doing conan and then yeah. also star wars they were trying to essentially do conan and star wars together yeah
1: it the yeah so and it, even before that there was like flash gordon mm-hmm. who he had a laser pistol but he also had a sword
0: right right um, and he's were, one of the earliest examples of you know pre lord of the rings sci-fi yeah. fair you know i haven't seen the the was it a 60s or 70s movie there was a 50s one too i think but they they it was a re there was another one like during that period i want to say early yeah. 70s that there uh, was, existed
1: there was okay so um flash gordon was based on a comic book which was our newspaper comic it was a newspaper comic strip there's a
0: 1980 flash gordon
1: yeah so yeah that, that's what there I'm is of. yeah there is a 1980 flash gordon right before that there was uh like mid-1930s flash gordon that starred buster keaton mm-hmm. and uh he he also played star uh tarzan
0: and of course the character goes back to uh comic books and radio shows and yeah
1: yeah yeah everything he's, else he's actually a ripoff of john carter of mars yeah he is he is <laughs> edgar ice Burroughs, man you can't get past yeah. him he's so and he, good and he probably didn't even care i mean he was alive right. at the time it was just like <laughs> let them have fun
0: yeah that that seemed to be like Edgar Rice Burroughs entire
1: motto is let it let it be fun we're just gonna have fun he when he died he I believe he put it in his will that um Tarzan and all of his other properties would just go into the public domain so that everybody could use them
0: Ooh, that's awesome
1: yeah I I believe that's how it works or it just went into a holding company and they were like very uh liberal with granting people permissions, So I said, right. oh, sure, you can use Tarzan. Go ahead.
0: My stuff's definitely going to my family, but if you don't if you don't have a family, man, throw it in the public domain, you know? Sure. You're, if no one's going to benefit from you that you care about, like, just give it to everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's really good. So, okay, well, getting back on topic, I, I heard sad. you mention, no, it's okay. I heard you mentioned uh, Highlander. You were watching Highlander, the Sean Connery, right? yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So I watched highlander the other day mm-hmm. um i saw part of it when i was much younger but i didn't it didn't quite click with me at the
0: time right right
1: i watched it the other day and i was like holy crap this is a good movie <laughs> i haven't seen it yet but oh, i i know a ton of people it, who love it so it's it's a good movie it's my friend tom adams who we should get on the show sometime okay um, that's Write his him
0: favorite down.
1: movie yeah tom Tom Adams, yeah, you, you should totally get him on the show. He'd be really interesting because mm-hmm. he actually he actually does the whole martial arts thing, which I do too. But he, yes, he uses, yes, he uses swords. Very cool. I'm into swords. I have my fists.
0: <laughs> Your whole body is a weapon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just slightly less effective than a sword. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. I'm putting his name I'm putting his name down to to talk to you about uh, later on, but yeah, so Highlander and and you know I'm gonna bring up a couple that really stick out to me that really exude the uh 70s 80s vibe that i'm thinking of in particular um because that was sort of the big zenith before there was a big lull in the 90s and fantasy got relegated to camp um along with superheroes and a lot of other stuff but in the 80s with the dungeons and dragons craze and all the other stuff that was going on the two big ones that exude that period like well i'll put i'll say three everyone loves princess bride it almost goes without saying princess oh, yeah. bride is incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's an amazing piece of cinnamon no matter how you slice it but the other two don't get mentioned as much um willow i think is one of the most underrated fantasy movies of all time um oh, yeah and they, they're mean, coming you out
1: to see
0: that one they come out with a new they're coming out with a new series on disney plus i know it yeah, won't do that. it justice but the fact that they have uh uh what's his face uh Warwick. Why can I not think of his name? Warwick Davies. Warwick Davis, yes. and, yeah. uh, and, and actually and brought back Val Kilmer too um, is oh, nice. pretty sweet. Uh, and, and, and so I it might be interesting, but then the other one is um, uh, legend. Legend doesn't get mentioned a whole lot, except for Tim Curry being Tim Curry. <laughs> and Tom Cruise oh, being course. very young. <laughs> yes. So, but I I really feel like both of those have this uh, wide-eyed wonder that tended to get lost after Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings is such hardcore fantasy. Like, it is, yeah. like, you are in this world, and yes, you are alien to it, but you, the people in it are not alien to it at all. Yeah. They, they, they are totally part of it. Whereas with both Willow and Legend, even though these characters live in this world, they're setting off on such an alien journey to them that you really connect with them experiencing all the weirdness. You know? yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. That, that seemed to be a bigger thing pre-Lord of the Rings and we haven't really gotten back to it they kind of attempted it with narnia a little bit the narnia films because narnia is so that vain
1: (laughs) yeah it's it is but if yeah go ahead i think the the only other the only other fantasy film that i've seen that can even come close to that is uh, the 2004 hellboy movie Mm mm-hmm it has that kind of 80s feeling to it
0: it really does yeah i've only yeah. seen i haven't seen the whole thing i've seen bits and pieces and and when I say bits and pieces probably like two-thirds of the movie years ago yeah um but yeah so i mean i i totally get the vibe and and agree with you they kind of did a throwback with that one um and, and that's the thing you get a few throwbacks here and there but um you know there's just a feel to the earlier fantasy stuff particularly sword and sorcery i'm you know getting getting away from the star wars thing i'm obviously they brought back mandalorian that has more of the feel that people are wanting but like talking specifically about like the sword and sorcery kind of thing because there was yeah i'm noticing too going through the, uh, i i created a list and sent it to you and we we talked about doing a podcast and we may do it in the future or or something else yeah. or, or, or some other sort of thing where you're doing the going through these old films and giving your thoughts on them but we both want to see a lot of these old films and i'm yeah. noticing there was sort of two genres At the time, um, the one was sword and sorcery. Well, three, really the space, the space fantasy, the, uh, the, the sword and sorcery, and then there was this third category, the barbarian and uh, the barbarian thing has definitely gone by the wayside. I think partially because steroids have gone by the wayside. (laughs) 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 but uh, you can probably speak to that more than i can because a lot of your the way you draw your characters is very 70s 80s and their their hairstyles and all the other kinds of things that you do like i i really love that you know um you can do modern but you like to kind of put those in you know you're very inspired by the sort of led zeppelin fantasy kind of thing in the way that that, that your look the look at your characters and stuff is especially in emrys um but like what I guess what did the barbarian genre do right and what have we lost in that post Lord of the Rings?
1: Did they do anything well? That's hard to say um, because I haven't actually seen the original Conan the Barbarian film. I have read the books. Mm. I have not seen the film. I I wish that I had, because then I can we'll get actually there. speak about that intelligently. Right, but I'll talk about it for, from the from the books mm-hmm. because I know those better. I'm I'm thinking what happened was there, there was this ethos from like the 1920s all the way through ni- the 1980s of this sort of key man masculinity Mm -hmm. these guys that were just super virile and heroic Mm -hmm. and like like John Carter of Mars Call the Conqueror name, name any of those characters Tarzan that after like 1990 people started like i don't know making fun of it mm-hmm. i'm not sure exactly what happened but it, uh, right about 1990 it started getting relegated to just bad campy movies and um, you know that 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 makes me think
0: could this have gone with the rise and fall of 80s pro wrestling could that have been sort of the the wave that hollywood was riding because hulkamania and everything else like everything in the wwf basically crashed in the 90s because all the big stars went to wcw down in atlanta and they had their big boom in the late 90s but the early 90s was a crapshoot because this new company didn't know what they were doing <laughs> with all this great talent right it was a newer company and they took they they, they had all this money and they bought all the big top players from Vince McMahon in the late 80s, early 90s, and then had no clue what to do with them for about, like, you know, f- five or six years. And then they had a big comeback in the late 90s when everything yeah. went all edgy, you know? So maybe maybe that had something to do with it, because Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage and all these guys, they were huge because of the physique, you know? And I wonder yeah. if that had something to do with it. Um, Just pop culture know. consciousness, I- you know?
1: I don't know that it's pop culture, though, because mm-hmm. now we're getting into biology, but if you look at the statistics, testosterone in men has gone way down since nineteen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I am no exception to that rule. I mean, right. look right. at me. <laughs> 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 just kidding. Just kidding. I'm... Anyway, but in the average man in the united states testosterone is much lower than it was in the 1960s or the 1950s or the 1930s so that may have something to do with it i don't know no idea um you definitely had more of a more of a gym culture in the 1980s yep you know you you look at my dad's generation he was he was like late boomer Mm -hmm. uh, really really late boomer and all the guys went to the gym and worked out and everybody a lot of people took some not stimulus supplements that maybe they shouldn't have been taking right but it was it was a culture and um there was a, a certain type of masculinity that was popular throughout the early to mid to late 20th century up until the 1990s and then it just kind of fell off And right. not, do I know what happened no um, I think that I think the world just kind of got cynical at that point
0: yeah did we lose anything from not having the barbarian genre do you think like is there something in that masculinity that you're talking about that we could benefit from you know
1: Um, oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I I certainly think so Um, there's a certain type of man who just says I don't care about your stupid rules I'm going to do what's right." right your stupid rules of your stupid society are dumb and I'm going to do what I think is right right. I'm going to follow my conscience. My conscience tells me your rules suck.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So moving on into the kind of sword and sorcery section, you know, Dungeons and Dragons was really huge during this time and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and people were interested in the idea of magic again, that really kind of happened. I, w- I would put it around 82, 83. Um, it was a little yeah. bit later into the into the 80s than right at the beginning um but like i think have you seen legend
1: i wish i had
0: okay <laughs> uh you've seen dark <laughs> crystal though um i've seen dark crystal it's it's the same kind of ethos as Darth, oh, yeah. dark, dark crystal you know it's this yeah. I- this idea of very ancient magic secret of nim is another great example and the the animated film secret of nim uh don bluth you've seen that one or no
1: Another movie I haven't seen. It's on. It's on my <laughs> list. It's on my list, man. Man, we it's, should really just. We picked. We picked the wrong day to do this because I don't know. A few months ago. We may just have to do movies, a part two. <laughs> we might. We, we will have to do a part two. Yeah, yeah. A few hmm. months ago, all of these movies were available on streaming on Amazon, and I mm-hmm. should have just taken advantage of it then. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I don't have time. But then. <laughs> You come with this idea, and I'm like, okay, well, what do we have? Uh, nothing. All right. We have yeah. Highlander. Okay. Highlander. We'll watch Highlander.
0: Well, what about? Let's Let's, let's move on. I mean, obviously, there's things like star wars but we didn't really want to get into yep. that side of things there's the princess bride which is its own timeless thing um yep. and but now after lord of the rings you know there was this kind of big fantasy boom up until about mm. the recession a little bit before maybe um a lot of people were really wanting fantasy in various places we got uh some pretty obscure kids books being uh uh but but like well um well lauded children's books being uh Hold for movies such as uh Spiderwick Chronicles and Bridge to Terabithia and you know we had all these these sort of B and C level uh productions happening and they I think they were good some of them you know and and just having more magic you know *Lemony Snicket a uh, series of unfortunate events with Jim Carrey uh there were some other ones going on and it's just i don't know it felt like everyone had a nostalgia during that period for more than just the fantasy and everyone you know post nine eleven was wanting to return and escape to these magical realms at least that was my experience um especially after seeing something as monumental as lord of the rings but like I feel like the biggest thing that went missing was the magic, even this, the special effects, you know, they're, they're very rudimentary in the eighties, but like special effects for magic specifically do not have the same magic in the, in the two thousands to me as the magic effects that they had in the eighties. I don't know that's a that's a very small thing like on the surface but i really think it really changes the feel and then i think they put less production into music that was another thing (laughs) except for except for (laughs) except for for lord of the rings even narnia while the themes themselves were really good i can't help but feel like harry gregson williams had way less time than he needed to to do Uh narnia justice with you know Um, what were some standouts to you as uh, uh, for good and bad, um, in the two thousands for
1: fantasy boy, um, (laughs) so after Lord of the rings, we became very, very reliant on computer generated special effects, which has been to our detriment Mm -hmm. because the more they use them, the more you can tell it's fake or i can tell i don't know which is
0: also ironic because even though peter jackson used cg and didn't have a problem using it where it was needed he was very much like use the right effect for the scene (laughs) you know he did a lot of practical stuff in lord of the rings but go ahead
1: Uh, all the orcs all the goblins all the whatevers were Uh, were were practical effects. The only things that weren't were things that you couldn't do, like olefants and Gollum. uh, Gollum and uh, what are those called? Those trolls. Obviously, you can't do those (laughs) practical effects. Or if you did, it would be extremely expensive. Right. So, um, actually, my sister and I were talking about this one time. It would have been Really awesome if Jim Henson had done Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> in the nineteen eighties with yeah the puppets. Yeah, I mean yeah, ho- ho- but puppet hobbits, mm-hmm. kind of weird looking. But come on.
0: <laughs> oh, it's doable. It, it, the kind of stuff totally he did with doable. the dark crystal and labyrinth, yeah, man, yeah, like yeah, yeah.
1: so. It was amazing stuff. But yeah, we got away from doing practical effects at that point. I think. I think the worst fantasy movie from the 2000s that i've seen would probably be spiderweight chronicles
0: it just doesn't have any magic in it man like it, it's it's full of magic but there's no magic there's no real wonder
1: i can't yeah that's it there's no wonder i i just i can't take that film seriously yeah um, i read i read the books the books were all right i wouldn't i wouldn't put them on the same footing as like narnia or Mm. the lloyd alexander novels i wouldn't put them there but you know they're they're okay they're fine
0: right they were decent
1: but the film was just like it is so mediocre that i barely remember watching it
0: right right and don't get us wrong there were some bad bad fantasy movies oh, in the okay. 80s
1: <laughs> honestly oh my though, i feel I, like
0: they were fun compared to the 2000s you yeah. know
1: i started watching beastmaster it's like one of my twitter friends said oh, beastmaster's awesome you'll love it i started <laughs> watching it and i was like this is so badly acted i am feeling <laughs> physical pain <laughs>
0: just the trailers man just the trailers on that one are enough for me like i want to see it but like yeah it's 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 crazy um another one that kind of stood out to me in this way uh oh what was i going to say the you know, when you're thinking of the bad movies, you think of stuff like, uh, your there was a very subgenre of the the He Man masculinity, which was the She style stuff where they did the female barbarian oh, yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And there's several of those films that I'm just like, wow, this is dumb. This is like <laughs> basically, uh, uh, one of them that someone said was really, really bad because apparently the books are good, um, to some people at least. Uh, but they did a Red Sonya movie and, and apparently that one was like, super super disappointing um but like one of the one of the biggest disappointments for me in any fantasy film was uh all the trailers and bridge to terabithia made it seem like this was a um a library version of narnia like like essentially like he, kind of doing which that's one of the only '90s fantasy movies that really stands out to me is the Page Master, and we can get into that one in a minute if you've seen it. Um, but oh, you need to see the Page Master. <laughs> um, I'll get into it a little bit, but not not right this second. But basically, um, the uh, the 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 bridge Bridge to Terabithia. I don't know if you've seen this one, but have you seen Bridge to Terabithia or no? No, I haven't. Okay, do
1: you know the plot of the book? Um. Uh, My mother explained it to me. It was (laughs) basically these kids that were being bullied and uh, made up a world that they could escape to or something like that.
0: Yes, but um, how much spoiler do you want here?
1: (laughs) Bruh. I don't care about spoilers.
0: Yeah. I'm the same way. All right. Okay. So I'll, I'll spoil this and, and, and page master, but the, uh, the, the the bridge to Terabithia that there's this boy and this girl and they become friends and they create all these worlds and magic in the woods and blah, 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 blah. But the story has nothing to do with their actual world. Like at all, they use the world to deal with their own problems in day-to-day life. And it's like a psychological study of them until the girl. Tries to swing across a creek and dies. And the main thrust of the movie is the boy dealing with the grief that he's left with this magical world that he and his friend created, but his friend is gone. Wow, that is dark, (laughs) extremely dark. And 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 it's just this. And and it's but but it's done in the vein of like because of Win Dixie right it's done in this sort of slice of life like that summer when i was a kid sort of vibe and it's that kind of movie and has nothing to do with fantasy whatsoever but all the trailers were like this is a, a lower budget story version of narnia you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah and and i'm like you just you made me sit through this slice of life summer nonsense when i wanted a fantasy movie <laughs> yeah (laughs) you know and and that's the kind of stuff they would do because they were trying to capitalize on lord of the rings you know yeah um exactly like like people are still trying to capitalize on game of thrones but that's a whole other thing uh uh but the if we could get to that but i want i need to get to page master (laughs) so basic basic idea and premise i i I like pitching movies to people um to watch so basically we have uh 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 macaulay colkin as the main character uh he is uh this kid who totally has uh uh like he's he's mr statistics and mathematics and is afraid of every little thing like he's he literally like does statistics on whether or not uh what the odds are he's gonna die today (laughs) like he's that kind of kid so uh his he ends up through a series of uh events getting uh stuck in a library during a rainstorm and mm-hmm. he and the librarian there are the uh uh well it's a is it a bookstore or is it a li- i think it's technically a library but anyway it's a big old library like a downtown kind of library yeah and the only two people there are him and the librarian and the librarian is played by christopher lloyd Oh, uh, wonderful. Yes. Yes. And he, it's one of my favorite performances of his and he, he is so magical in the nineties, like angels in the yeah. outfield. You, you, and,
1: you, have, uh, you have my full attention. Already. Yes. Okay. Christopher Lloyd.
0: So basically, um, he gets knocked out. This is all live action up to this point. Mm-hmm. He gets, he gets knocked out in the, by slipping on some water on the marble floor in this, in this library. And he ends up passing out and when he wakes up, it's still a dream and it's obvious, but to him it's real. He's actually, uh, I won't spoil the scene, but he becomes 2D animated. so um the rest of the movie pretty much except for the very ending is 2d animated and it's him Mm -hmm. going into the books with three other books that are his companions one voiced by frank welker who's a horror book of course uh uh second voiced by patrick stewart who is a pirate adventure book and the third the the third being a fantasy book voiced by whoopi goldberg (laughs)
1: Okay, you lost me there. <laughs> I know, uh,
0: <laughs> but it's trust me. Like, it, it has it has some dumb '90s moments with the Whoopi Goldberg stuff, course, yeah. but. The whole point of the story is like, he goes through this whole transformation of, of being afraid at the beginning of every little tiny thing that can happen in the world to going through these books and being strengthened by the adventures that he goes through in these books. And of course, they're doing the metaphor that you read these books to gain strength, right? For the real world. And at the end, he actually meets the, the person who he's trying to get to, sort of like Wizard of Oz. There's the wizard at the right. end. There's the page master, and so basically, he gets to the page master, and he says, and he says, uh, essentially, you know, you're the guy who did, you're the guy who did all this to me. You have any idea what I've been through? What's wrong with you? You know, kind of thing. And he says, "Yet you stand before me, and how much stronger are you now?" And it's like, he's having a moment with God, basically, you know what I'm saying? And he says, "Okay, wow." he, he says, he said, and this is Christopher Lloyd's voice doing yeah. it. The wizard, you know, and he says, think boy, what, uh, how, what would, what kind of lesson you would you have learned if I had brought you here with the turn of a page? And, and he goes back and relives with him all these things that he's been through, you know, and it's just incredible incredible how good it is like people don't yeah. there's some dumb 90s stuff in it and some like Obviously. things that don't that, that totally take you out of it and whatever but yeah. some people might find it nostalgic if you grew up in the 90s whatever sure. but like man the beginning and ending is incredible sure the middle has some man but it's it's so good anyway yeah
1: yes. um no, but yeah it, it sounds like a movie that jordan peterson should watch honestly there you go
0: (laughs) like i said they they, and 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 they go through these these very in the middle they go through like uh little snippets of various you know classics like treasure island and dr jekyll and mr hyde but the one complaint i hear a lot of people say is there you don't stay there long enough in any of these little spots like he has these he has five minutes with dr jekyll and mr hyde he has five minutes with with uh you know uh 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 what is his name? Dying bad guy pirate, Treasure Island, John Long John Silver. Thank you. Why am I blanking on Long John Silver? That makes no sense. Anyway, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the very few fantasy movies from the nineties and it does so good at kind of bridging the gap between the eighties and the two thousands, what would come with Lord of the Rings and stuff. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I, I get you. So, but yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. What uh,
0: what other ones have you seen? As you talked about Highlander. You can you can gush on that or anything that
1: anything in oh, either
0: side that uh, really stands out to you that pe- especially underrated.
1: So um, Highlander is it's a really good movie. It was actually better than I was expecting. Um, my expectations were kind of low, but I went into it. I went into it with an open mind and i was like wow this is really really good i'm totally engaged right here and it was it was kind of campy with the the sword fights you some of them you could kind of tell were fake right you know? um but the the stakes were very high with this one um because i hope i don't i don't spoil it for-
0: you can spoil like okay. i'm fine yeah <laughs>
1: I'm the same way. Uh, Basically, the Highlander is this guy who is a Highlander. He lives in the Scottish Highland. He's he's from uh, Clan MacLeod. And he's an immortal. He was born immortal. He can't be killed unless you lop off his head. So these immortals live throughout the world. They've been here since they've been humans, and they've just been going around killing each other to gain power every time he kills someone he kills another immortal he gains their the power from their spirit and um there's the the villain is the kurgan he's this ancient barbarian warrior who just thrives on cruelty he is the worst of the worst of the worst I mean imagine if the worst human you can think of Adolf Hitler for example, right. lived forever. he would be this guy. It's just total depravity taken to its logical conclusion hmm. and eventually there there's going to be this big battle, this like Armageddon battle between the the immortals to decide who gets the prize what's the prize ultimate knowledge so imagine if the most evil person on earth gained ultimate knowledge it would destroy humanity
0: ultimate knowledge was the friends we gained along the way no i'm joking i'm just saying having a goonies (laughs) ending to something like that would be hilarious There's another one, Goonies. I have someone not seen that, but I want to see it. Go ahead. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it had this, it had kind of a dark atmosphere, but at the same time, there was this w- light and this optimism, like he's been through all of this bad crap, but there's a prize at the end that he has to strive toward to be his ultimate self. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's something that's missing in modern fantasy films. It's Hmm. it's all about, today it is all about self fulfillment, but self fulfillment, selfish fulfillment. Right. We'll we'll put it that way.
0: We're fighting for autonomy.
1: Yeah. Against an evil empire. Exactly. We're fighting for just ourselves and our own wants and needs and, and so forth. Whereas in the 1980s uh, i'll say the 1980s i think i think that changed in the 1990s the 1980s it was more about finding self-fulfillment for the benefit of society mm. you know it's like yeah. jordan peterson says clean up your room you have to better yourself before you can go out and change the world i i like i'm
0: imagining jordan peterson as a muppet now and i'm really <laughs> loving it
1: <laughs> you know, he go, he, when he goes on tour, he has a little Kermit the Frog puppet. I'm not even kidding. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's that's what I liked about it. The practical effects were, were good. The Kurgan's armor was fantastic. He's, he has this armor that has, like, skulls and bones all over it.
0: Has Connery the Kurgan? What's that? Is Connery the Kurgan?
1: No. Connery is, is the good guy. The, He's the mentor figure.
0: Oh, okay. The of, mentor figure. Okay.
1: He's the mentor figure of the Highlander. The gotcha. Kurgan is played by Clancy Brown. Okay. Gotcha. Who does a masterful job. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's one scene where he, uh, the Highlander, is lighting candles in a church because it's his wife's, birth his first wife's birthday. Mm-hmm and he, he lights a candle for her every year on her birthday. And uh, the Kurgan just barges in and starts basically trying to desecrate the church and be as offensive as possible. And the priest asks him to leave and he's like, or what, what are you gonna do? And it just goes to show how absolutely depraved this man is So I think that's one thing we're missing is what we've made too many. We've made villains too sympathetic. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's one of the things Lord of the Rings absolutely does right every time. Other than, other than the fact that we don't know a whole lot about him, you can say you could have done a little bit more on uh, Sauron in particular in the movies, but Mm -hmm. we know a lot about him when it comes to the legendarium, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, it's it's a little bit different that way, but yeah, I, I I don't know, man. There's there's so many good ones we have yet to see. There's so many good ones that we have yet to do and and watch together. And we're just going to have to come back to this for sure. We, um, we certainly will. So, like, uh, tell me, you know, a little bit more. I know that... You know, with with Emerus and Swordbearer, you know, especially with the hair. I'm seeing very Abba-esque hair on a lot of your characters. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't make fun of it. I think it looks awesome for what you're doing. Um, like, where did that come from? If you haven't seen all these old
1: movies, <laughs> um, to be honest, most of it is historically accurate. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) If you look at depictions of the popular hairstyles during the Roman era, during the Celtic era, during the sub Roman era, Mm -hmm. most of them looked sort of nineteen eighties. That's crazy. The the yeah, it's it is crazy. The uh the Irish, most of them would like cut the sides of their head short and leave the back long like a mullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the upper crust would sort of cut the, in this sort of bowl cut thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. It's funny. That you know, think you noticed the hair. I didn't really even think about it.
0: And
1: it's just like, okay, what's, what's, uh, um, what's
0: accurate.
1: What's accurate. What but that, is... that
0: is really funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so, so let's, let's, let's say like, okay. Since we're gonna we're gonna return to this, we've decided we're gonna return to this and just yeah. kind of talk about them in chunks, not dig into one movie too deeply or anything. Right, right, right. Um, what are you most looking forward to? I definitely have at least one that I'm like, I cannot wait to see it because it just looks so weird. Um, but what 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 stands out to you, if anything,
1: um... that you're most excited for? Good or bad? One of of my uh, Catholic friends on Twitter is a huge fan of Legend, Mm -hmm. and the way she's talked about it, the way she's described it, makes me really want to see it. Right. It sounds like a really, really fantastic movie, and even if it's not as good as I'm hoping it will be, you know, it it'll at least be visually striking
0: my take on legend is it feels like you're on drugs while watching it but not in a way where you feel disoriented in a way that you feel taken along a journey by a trip like like you're in a dream the entire time you know what i'm saying If, if it feels very very otherworldly to the point where you actually feel engulfed by it you there's no way you can like take two seconds and look away to someone and say oh yeah i do want popcorn and then look back like it that feels like it's happening out of it's like an out-of-body experience you know what i'm saying <laughs> like yeah so yeah. That, that's kind of the feel i get from legend and for that reason i like it but it there's some good there's some bad you know but uh yeah. the the one that i'm most looking forward to is Do*. <laughs> it's 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 a fantasy musical weirdness love story thing that like has olivia newton john and don bluth and or no it's not is it not, i don't think it's don bluth i think it might be ralph Bashki, but it's 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 one of those guys doing the the 2d animated like music videos in between basically and it's like its own little weird opera and it flopped at the box office so hard and it's just like it's it, it, it's basically like a girl from another world falls in love with a guy and she like tries to take her him to her world the world of xanadu and it's all like dancing and swords and sorcery and the other random weird animated ralph Bashke style animation even if it's not him
1: <laughs> so like oh my gosh that's um yeah um, my mother showed me a clip from that and <laughs> it's so weird. i was like how high am i <laughs>
0: oh what boy.
1: did i just watch then again, yeah. my favorite music video is still "Men Without Head, Hats" the safety dance. So, oh, it's so do with good. that what you will. That's
0: that's that's a fantasy movie in and of itself. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, uh, not fantasy related, but an '80s thing that um, I don't know if I've ever shared it with you. But are you familiar with um, uh, uh, "One Night in Bangkok"?
1: i've never even heard of
0: it okay it's it's a music video um it's a song that was a hit in the 80s but it came from a a musical called chess the musical Mm. and it is a musical about competitive chess and i know uh i've never seen the musical i have hardly listened to any of the other songs i have some but basically the plot uh and by the way the guy who sings it is murray head who is the brother of anthony stewart head who plays giles in buffy the vampire slayer (laughs) so that's a weird thing um but uh basically uh uh he, the, the, the song and the and the moment in the plot is these nerdy guys go to Bangkok, you know, Thailand, and they are all virgins and have to stay focused on winning the chess tournament and not getting into all the brothels. <laughs> and so the song, One Night in Bangkok, is basically like the city calling to this guy who's a nerd and him just like confidently moving down the boardwalk saying "Uh uh-uh i'm not gonna be having you know (laughs) i'm not doing that over there he actually has a line in it where he goes i get my kicks above the waistline sunshine (laughs) it's, it's this it's this really like unbelievably funky song like if, if you like funk music at all like 70s 80s funk music oh yeah, yeah this might be one of the absolute best bass lines in any song ever <laughs> like it's this really really good song i'm gonna send it to uh, you right now would, so i don't okay. forget
1: but it has to be really phenomenal to, to out oh, spoon man but i'm just saying <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, or anything Parliament did, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's one of my very favorites. Uh, but anyway, um, so with that said, we'll go ahead and wrap up here, and um, uh, let's let me let me let me just pause myself and do this. I can edit it out later if I want, or I can just keep talking. Shh, quiet, ad. There we are and then copy we don't do any editing on the show what am i talking about there we go okay so no editing we die like men (laughs) exactly hoisted on our own petard okay so uh i sent that to you we're gonna come back and do more fantasy movies and talk about these sorts of things because we just we have to um So I'm going to wrap this and then I got something to tell you about our lore project we're working on and, uh, then we'll sign off. But, uh, basically guys, uh, be your family's bard, Do not turn to the or to the left and the Lord will be with you wherever you go. We'll see you next time in the trenches, hopefully with some amazing fantasy flicks on poets at war. God of song said, the warrior bard, the world. thy right shall guard one faithful harp shall praise thee